Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 6th of April 2019. I'm your host John Walker and with me is Andy Vaughn's not here. He's off selling Scotland to England. There's more like words in what he does as a job. But that's how he's described. Right. Gary, that's definitely how he's described it. He's like a whiskey and shortbread salesman. That's Gary Black. He's back. Gary hey. Black is back. Public demand. Have you brought all the Dumbarton knowledge? Yep. All, all of it. Cool. Still a team? And this is kind of the trampled bat trampled bet episode because we've also I, got. I, I cannot let you have anything. That is why I'm here. <laughs> Let's just be clear though. This is like when the Jim Jeffrey show brought in Brad Pitt as a weather guy. You are nothing more than the cycling <laughs> correspondence for this right, show. Okay, okay. I feel like this is very much the trampled bet reserve squad. <laughs> oh man, you you text so many people before you got me here. I know every, everyone was so busy. What is that fucking theme tune all about? I can't believe that <laughs> theme tune, and then I'm talking after it. I honestly think you're like one of only two people that don't like it. Oh man, it's so fucking alpha. It's marching <laughs> down the street at a stag do <laughs> with the same shot and different. It's it's like a poor man's Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the theme tune a uh, Kill Bill. Listen, I'm not going to ruin your podcast by, <laughs> by just chipping in things that I think. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I hope you've won some money. And for those of you who are missing Andy Vaughan, don't worry. He's sent his bets in. Oh, you've got Andy's picks? Yeah, so there will be a, probably a Danish second division, German seventh division, and some Japanese women's match yeah. selected somewhere in the, in, the, in the selections of Andy Vaughan. But we're just going to review last week, get it quickly started and run through it. Both bankers in again. Yes. Guy, did you have any of them? No, I didn't do any betting. See, Gary, you have to sit through and sift through the shit of this. Yeah, and then... And then you ignore all the goodness. Well, because any time I take any notice of it is the weeks that you do really badly. So well, it's better for everybody if I just keep my nose out it. Well, I think you must be incorrect because... So I've now taken the amazing Excel spreadsheet that I keep and done it on my valuable working hours and found out that I am now in 95% banker. I, I, I look at your, um, see when you give the updates for the tweets, Yeah. Um, about the one loss, one loss, there must be more green cells than red cells. The Excel spreadsheet, I said this last week, Andy Vaughan has hit form after the winter break. Yeah. His his numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. Like he's hit the, the full lot three times since the turn of the year. He's not missed a banker. How many bets is that? That's seven, eight, nine bets at a time. On the banker. And Andy doesn't... I wimp out. I will go for a banker's banker. I'm going uh, did, one did, to four, one to five. Wimp out? Would, would you say at any point recently that you've wimped out? Uh, is there anything... Or, or would you like to confess that? We'll confess that once we get through the round of picks. So, as I doubt my one, one nil at home to Groningen. They'll reappear later, don't worry. And Brescia beat Foggia 2-1. On to the value bets. I took Hitafi at 12 o'clock at home to Leganes. Hitafi had not lost in nine home games. The only okay. team that had beat them was Barcelona. They were playing Leganes, middle of the table, who hadn't won away since October. 
Laganes won 3 0. 3 0? Yeah. That's, that's an odd one. I feel sick though. No, that wasn't in. Oh, that was away? Yeah, the away team won. I'm I so f- out of this ter- terminology. I feel sick because this is twice my value has not come in in the last two weeks. And the, uh, the winning team has scored from every shot they've had in goal. <laughs> I don't know who their strikers are, but it's it's unbelievable. So that was Central Coast Mariners the week before. Scored three goals for three shots. But that's like... Um, and I've been listening to the, the episodes in the past. They say there's always goals in that league. In, yeah. Aust- in Australia, you can count on goals coming. So do you think it's down to the standard of the defending rather than the, the, the strong talent of any kind of attacking players I think it is a country with a clear cricket methodology aye similar to like Americans don't watch football because yeah. it's too low scoring go to win don't go... train the right back so so in cricket you would you could essentially go to not have the team bat again Right. you could win that much that it would just go there's no point in us playing ah, fuck it. there is that mentality like in the last minute of a game a team can be 2-1 up and they're still going for a goal it is just and Australian football will reappear on an overs part of my coupon later. Super. Because it's just goals galore. If I'm ever betting, that is where it tends to it tends to be. Uh, both teams to score are over 2.5 goals. It, is, it that is, is. That is the area that I live. Anything to do with form. I always want to be cheering for a goal. Yep. You know, I always want to be sitting there. I don't want to go, oh, please stay 2-1. I'm I'm going, no, I want goals here. That's that's why I tend to do the over betting now. Yeah. Because it's just, it doesn't matter who scores. Yeah. But a team can win 3 now. or it can be 2-1 or 2-2 I don't care just as long as my overs is in um, Andy took Aberdeen away to Hearts I did say it'd be the odd goal <sighs> do you know what it was 1-0 one, 1 each 2-1 as McInnes as McInnes' as Hearts still on it because they've dropped too many points too many there's just been too much where you've gone Aberdeen are going to coast that he had another seven teenagers play you, that's what I mean. Do you think he's kind of went, oh, fuck it, second, third, it doesn't matter. Let's blood some people. No, I think what's happened is Aberdeen have a very wealthy owner. Every year, McInnes has performed well. Got to cup finals, coming second the majority of the time over the past couple of years. Yep. But every year, you feel as if he's lost his two best players or his three best players and he has to plug the gap again. He's uh, managed that again with Cosgrove this year who started to get the goals after yep. after the... The Adam Rooney went. You thought Rooney was going to, you know, he's good for a goal the previous season. But is he going to lose Cosgrove? Is he going to lose Lewis Ferguson? Is this are Aberdeen to be bet against now because you think he's he's actually planning for next year already? I think Ferguson will go. I don't know to wait. I think a championship. I, actually, ironically, I think Sunderland, who McInnes had the chance to go to, will come and take Ferguson from him. Yeah. Um, I think there is a bit of that. I think he looks at the Rangers job. It could have been one that he could have had. And then he looks at the job Jack Ross has done at Sunderland, the job that McInnes assumed was too hard to take at the time, and Jack Ross has kind of slotted in and went, it was, okay. that, it was that famous phrase, under the bonnet, he looked under the bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> going, did Jack Ross look under the bonnet, or has there been changes since then? Because <laughs> it, they're going to go up, aren't they? There's been no changes, I think they will go up. They'll, they'll definitely get a playoff spot, but I think they will go up. They were unlucky on Saturday, uh, Sunday not to win the uh, league trophy down in England. But Is Jack Ross going to get tapped up for the Scotland job but he, he, won't, he won't go now we waited too long we needed to take him from St Mern straight to Scotland that right. was the that was the route I had I to think, go um, I think I've said this before but I, I kind of knew that Jack Ross and me were at Dumbarton at the same time <laughs> and we kind of <laughs> <laughs> he was assistant manager while I was doing the uh, video work and I kind of had a few chats with him and um, he really really knows the stuff like even you know that was a few years ago He's just needing a board to back him. Yeah. The, the comment, you know, or back his ambition. 
the comment he made. He's not going to get that there, Sophie. I know. No. That, that was a comment he made. He, he made it clear that it wasn't a retirement job for him, that Scotland was Scotland would be the dream job. But he also said the SFA seemed to lean towards older experience. of theirs. Yeah, well, well, look, at, look at the amount of jobs, Michael, uh, the amount of games Michael O'Neill won. You know, maybe a similar age, get in there with unfashionable players, played a system, yeah. ground out the results, and got to where they needed to be. Yep. Jack Ross, Steve Clark could do that, but they're the wrong side of 60. Aye. No, no, I totally, I totally agree. And I'm a you, massive fan of Jack Ross. Do you think it's the, the, the SFA don't want somebody that's going to come in with new ideas and. Or challenge, or challenge, and... or say, I want this. Yeah, but, it, but it's not what they're um, preaching. It's a at gravy, the, it's a gravy yeah. train. At the coaching level, um, it's all new ideas. There's the there's the odd old person. So there's still Donald Park, for example, who's been around the SFA for like 50 years. Mm-hmm. But Donald Park doesn't have old ideas. It is, if you're listening to him talk about football, it's the opposite of who yeah. they're hiring. So you kind of go, you've got this stream of people teaching all the coaching who all think a different way to the guys hiring your manager and you go yeah, well it's a vanity project I, how, how do we get they this? just want the blazer but it definitely feels like ever since I had any notice of it which is probably as a teenager that every five to ten years there's a big shake up at the sort of youth and coaching level of we need to change for the next generation when and is, then it just the, the people at the top don't change is so. Malky Mackay at any point going to provide a blueprint for what the Project Brave is actually trying to it's achieve just, just been shot down Aye, it's finished. Aye, because the clubs, like, if Dumbarton are told they need a a licensed coach for their under-15s, they just won't have an under-15s. Dumbarton got rid of their entire youth set-up. Sorry, I'm sidetracking your fact-based statistic podcast to opinion. (laughs) It's it's interesting, though. Dumbarton got rid, and teams like that got rid of their full youth set-up because because they said, Project Brave, you need to have an A-license. With that comes, somebody like me in two years, if I have my license, I'll go, right, well, I'm 25 quid an hour then, so whatever hours you want to hire me for, it's twenty five. Right. They'll go. We can't fucking afford that. It, it was some. I believe it was something like you must have six full time members yes. of staff working in the youth side. Yeah, but at the same time, the money that it costs you here to set any kind of coaching qualifications compared to how it is in Scandinavia and Germany, it's mm. nearly eight to ten times the price. Yeah, you're talking five thousand pounds for a license here compared to four five hundred in Germany. But yeah. that money doesn't, and that money doesn't re- uh, recycle into the game. Yeah, if Dumbarton then got, um, what's the right word? If the government would pay for part of Dumbarton's coaching bill yeah. then yeah they'll get the license coach and they'll get better players but I think we talked about this last week they'll just end up at Rangers Celtic Hearts and Hibs anyway mm-hmm. and the Barton won't have their, their work right. paid back I'm sorry sorry I said no, that's fine it was, I, it was relevant it's fine sorry, <laughs> sorry um, I took Yeovil and my outsider bet at home to Newport County Yeovil in typical Yeovil fashion got beat so my punt on that felt pretty, but it's pretty always, bad I always take Yeovil on both teams to score Coutum they're just, what, I, they're just one well, of those Well there was a both teams to score in the game Them and uh, Solly Holmoors <laughs> Solly Holmoors and Yovo Are first name in the both teams to score game And Andy's 10 to 3 pick For for Holmey Abroth 1-2-1 That was a great shout Great shout yeah. it, Everything like I think I said that in the podcast at the time When he showed me the stats I was like that Those odds are wrong like, yeah. Those aren't the correct odds Abroth are in free fall Like from top to what now Further you, fourth You get that in the lower leagues You know if, if teams where it's just They've priced it on League position, yeah, rather than form, and it's also an area where voodoo is prevalent. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy did want to point out that all his picks at some point were leading. So, <laughs> so Thanks, even, Andy. So even the Aberdeen the, ca- game, the cash out was available. <laughs> so quickly, charity pick. So for those of you on new at the podcast, charity pick put ten pound of your own money in on a four team accumulator. Andy picks two. I pick two. All profits go to Beatson Cancer Trust. 
and this week it came in, but we only had the free fold right, because okay. we could not find Ishmael Vogels of the Dutch so, fourth division. Somebody take the bet. Um, they won uh, four or five nil, but it, that wasn't relevant. Uh, Willem Tway won four two. Sporting Lisbon beat Chavez three one away after Chavez went down to ten men, and Andy was right. Halt and Ipswich are in terrible form, but it doesn't matter because Ipswich are so bad. Yeah. Andy needs to get a t-shirt with that on it now. Ipswich are so bad. Andy looked at Halt. Halt. <laughs> so bad. Halt. Andy read out some detailed notes in the podcast and it was just caveated with, doesn't matter, Ipswich are shite. Ipswich are so Because bad. Hull were not in good form, but they still and Andy, beat Andy, Andy's got a lot of love for Hull. He does. He does. Um, so that came good. So... Charity bet in, both bankers in, and Andy got his outsider in. And did that go to the charity bet went to? Yes, the, the 12 fundraisers for the year, yep. so Beats and Charity. Cool. Now, I'm kind of glad Andy's not here, because he's already grilled me at length. Mate, I said, who was taking the skin grabs and putting up and, the... Andy was taking I'd... them from our chat. So, oh. I've stuck a throwaway £10 bet on... A 14 team, so it was a mix of both teams to score and win. Right. Both teams to score and teams to win. Right. So I've logged into my betting account at 5.30 and I've went, oh, I've still got a bet going and I'm getting offered £400 to cash out. Yeah. And it had Leipzig, Juventus and Willem Tway all playing at half five. Yeah. So Leipzig are 2 up at half time, so we're now at 6.15 in the day. Villain Twee are losing 2-1 you, you gamble so hard I don't know if you're talking about times or cash out amounts <laughs> it's 6.15 the time of day the time of right, day right, okay. so half time of all these games Leipzig are 2-0 up that one's safe because they're playing Schalke who haven't scored two goals away from home all season Juventus are 0-0 with a severely weakened team because they're 17 points clear in Serie yeah. A the the the, the or as they're calling it in Italy the Derek McKinnis system yeah <laughs> <laughs> The L Dell. And who else? Villain Tway are 2 1 down at home to bottom of the league. Oh, but, that game's scrubbed. I would ignore that game. But but bottom of the league are down to 10 men. Right. So I'm sitting going, if you vet, I'm still getting offered like 380, 400 quid here. So I'm going, this is really good. Like, if Juventus can get a goal and Villain Tway get a goal back, this couldn't look positive. This mm-hmm. is one. So Villain Tway, two each. I'm like, Okay, but then the Sport and Liz game start. Sport and Lisbon game started, so there's a crossover because it's multiple leagues, multiple time zones. Right. Yeah, so they're nil nil. This is where you're half an hour. So I'm starting to measure up and go right. Flash comes in, Juventus one nil. Their <sighs> game had like ten minutes to go. Villam to are still losing two one. I'm going right. Leipzig's in, Juventus are now winning, but M play were the better team. Like mm-hmm. they were all over them. Look at my cash out. I'm getting offered nine hundred pound at the time, and I'm going, "Fuck!" The coupon at this point is the coupon's worth five and a half grand. Yeah. What, what would you do at this point, Gary? Oh, would you, I, I don't have a stomach point, for it. At this point, been, uh, even if before the game started when it was at four hundred, I dare say I would have bottled it and taken it. You never do. You never set up a ten or bet like that and go. I'm looking for the cash out. I'm looking to make four eight one out of this massive fucking cut off. Pick fourteen teams here. As soon as they offer me four eight one, I'm out. If I could get the nine hundred pound at the time, I would have. Right, okay. So, I've looked at it. It's drop. It's starting to drop quickly. Yeah. Because Villain Twee are still losing, and I'm going right. You know what? I was out at Blackpool the weekend. I'm going to Manchester this weekend. Seven hundred dropped to seven eighty. I was like, if that's you, enough uh, for two rounds for John. <laughs> if I'd put a ten pound bet on and get seven eighty back, I'd have been delighted. Yeah. 
So I've went, you know what? I don't want to spend my night on my phone either because I've still got a couple of games later on that I've got to start. I was like, you know what? Fuck it, 780. And I swear to God, the minute I've hit cash out and it's been successful, fill them to weigh two each. Sport in Lisbon, 1-0 up. <laughs> At Leipzig, 4-0 up. And I'm like, I was like to my partner, this is coming in. I was like, I only had two more games to go that night. I was like, this is... Did you run out into the garden, rip up the whirly gig and bury the phone (laughs) before setting fire to every piece of turf within your garden? So, (laughs) Juventus finish 1-0. Leipzig win 5-0. Willem Tway then score two late goals and win 4-2. So, I've got Lisbon that are still playing and Alkmaar, who are, as God would set it, my banker of the week, (laughs) being the last game. Lisbon uh, are 1-0 up and then Chavez goes out of 10 men so I'm now going I'm running out of options for teams to bail me out here Yeah, because Chavez aren't getting back Meanwhile you've got 780 bangers in your pocket 78 minutes gone Uh, sorry 68 sorry Chavez equalise and I'm going this is the one Chavez have done it they've kept me in this and he goes straight to suspended betting like the minute I'm like going Mm. Lisbon are attacking this is the goal Um, you're that guy that cashed out on Leicester to win the league in September. Yeah, I feel like a grand <laughs> and they could have won 20. Um, Lisbon went on to win 3 1, as we've already discussed. So it is a doubt my kickoff. Gets to half time, it's 0 0. The game's very rubbish, there's not a lot of shots. I'm going very rubbish. There's the, the, there's the, still, like, the linguistic broadcaster. Like, oh, Gary, I had to have a team that would save me. So what then transpired was Alkmaar at half time. I could see the stats were rising a wee bit. They get more of the game, more shots. And I, went, not. and I went, you know what? They are now like even money here. If I could invest some money on Alkmaar and try and bridge that gap. I'm trying to bridge the gap to five grand now. Wow. <laughs> so I, so wow. Just, just bridge think, the little gap. We think so differently. <laughs> uh, so I think I started with 250 on Alkmaar to win at even money at the time. And they went, they scored in the last five minutes. So there was so many late goals. And as a result of that winning goal, I would have won five and a half grand had I the stomach to stay with it. Um, Andy has not let up at all. Yeah, Andy doesn't like a, a cash out. In his yeah. defence, he has said what he doesn't like is people to cash out before a game started. Yeah. And I refrained from that. I went, I'll let the games play and see how it's going. How much did you end up then? £1,200? So, on that day, I had £1,200. So, I got up in the morning. I'm still miffed about the, the missing four grand. <laughs> because yeah. because that's oh. now what it is. It's now a realised five and a half grand. You've, I don't you've have. given away four grand for nothing. So I'm looking. That, that, that four grand never existed. I know. So I took out seven hundred and left five hundred there because I right. thought I could have a punt today. This could be this could be the day that I make it. Right. If if there's a god there, please listen and realise it was a mistake. And I'll never do it again. <laughs> so my mates texted me and went, "Have you seen the odds in Morelos and Brown to get carded no from?" And I went, "No." And he went seven to two, and I went, "No, it's no." And he was like, it's seven to two. You better. 200 quid on it. So that was 1100 That was £900 back for that. So I've logged into my account at the end of the game. And I've went, I've got like £2,800 here. And I've went and checked my bets. I had a £10 bet on both teams to score. Over 12 corners. Morelos, Brown and Arfield to be carded. at 1700 to one. <laughs> oh. eh, no, 170 to one. Amazing. So, Amazing. So I ended up winning like... Three and a half grand over the weekend. Hey, that's amazing. Yeah, he's going to invest that all back into podcasting. I, I, I did actually responsibly take like three thousand two hundred of it out and then lost three hundred pounds. <laughs> that's fair enough. So there was responsible and irresponsible in that sense. I, t- I tell you what, see if you'd won the five and a half grand, 
you just a shut up shop on the Sunday, weren't you? But you got another day's excitement out of it, didn't you? Yeah, uh, but it was for it was, I guess, as all gambling podcasts should say, it was for the wrong reasons. I was, it was not fun. I was probably doing the wrong lacking responsibility. I was probably doing the wrong thing. Mm. Right. And as a responsible betting podcast, we should probably say that that it should be fun. Right? Yeah, <laughs> not try to chase money that never existed. Yes, you yeah. should. You do not sit in the dark and chase dreams. <laughs> Hug your family. They're important and they love you. They listen. Your your big bookie one, you have intrinsic value. It's not your big ones they love you for. And on the Facebook group, there was I wish I'd seen it, but I'm not on Facebook. And Andy didn't share it quick enough. Was Chris Kelly? Yep. Had given us a tip for DC United, who were away to um, Orlando, and it was a really good tip. And see if I'd seen it at the time, that might have been where my three hundred pound mm. went. There, there's a few people putting tips in the Facebook group. As if, if you're not on it yet. It's, it is quite good to have seen different people's opinions on stuff and there is people come up with brilliant reasoning. And also, I mean, if anyone wants to, I'm at John Walker underscore 1986. I don't use Facebook, so please let me know your tips as well because <laughs> you never know what money I'm trying to chase. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the roundup of me being terrible and then amazing. Right, and then this is about you playing more shitty music and then it's this week's pick. pick. Yep. Oh, right, okay. So this is it coming now. But before that, we've got the Scottish Players Abroad roundup. This will be really quick. Jack Harper at Malaga in Spain, Gary, second division. He did not play this weekend. They drew one each at home. My favourite Spanish team because it's Sporting Gijon. Gijon. It's obviously Gijon. Gijon. Uh, you're thinking of the chicken, Gary. Aye. Sporting chicken, Gijon. Sporting chicken, Gijon. They drew one each. Which, which is actually Spanish for the very athletic donkeys. Exactly. And uh, Malaga got a fourth in the league, which I think I said last week is where they've been for now about 10 weeks. Are they going to go up? No. No. They don't score enough goals. Every one of these major lower leagues is so boring. But are they quite content? Are the, are the main clubs quite happy for the reserves team to be in the, the division lower? Because they all use the feeder system. Keep those small leagues full of lone players and they're getting a good run out. There is nothing to play for the same way there is at Wraith. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's going, you're quite content in that division, getting paid, and then you maybe get back to your mother club. Well, Jack Harper's there, though. At full time? He's full at Malaga. He signed for them. He left Real Madrid. But I mean the standard, the, 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 just the, just what there is to play for. Well, Malaga was sure were a team that had like billions of dollars of investment. Aye. And then it, all the money get pulled. <laughs> and it was like, oh, Christ, how quickly can we sell everyone? Um Liam Henderson played 16 minutes for Verona. The the first 16 or the last 16? Last 16 for the player. Fuck, but man. we don't understand because he scored in the last win. Right. And now he's been relegated to the bench. Um, they ended up drawing one each away to Criminese. They're also fourth in the league. <clears throat> but the, the star of this part, since Ryan Gold broke my heart, is David Bates. Bates, how's he doing? Um, they drew 0-0 away to Bochum. Another uh, clean sheet. Bates he played 90 minutes. Job, Hamburger sitting second in the league. I then decided to do more work than the daily record we're willing to when Bates got Scott and caught. David Bates, without looking at your notes that I've given you, right. David Bates has started 20 games in the league this year. And How many clean sheets? A genuine... 14. 13. That's, that's, that's a great... Why is the fucking boss... Is he not playing next to the daddy? The been, Croatian? Yeah, the, uh, the Belgian. But the, the, Belgian? the previous boss has been sacked. Right, okay. Um, on the other seven games he's not played, they've conceded 18 goals. Speaks for it. That's a lot. That's a lot. Injury free. He's missed a couple of weeks, but he's been 
in and out. It's been, a, it's been a selection issue rather than yeah, availability. It, the reason he basically solidified his place was he kept two clean sheets in a row at the start of the season, was dropped, and they lost 5 0 at home. Right. And then that was the manager sacked and, and he was forced. straight in. Yeah, like, so, I, honestly, he's not. Because he got a lot of criticism for the Scotland Kazakhstan result. Aye. But you're kind of going, well, I don't really know what he did. Well, is there still. I remember a while ago you saying there was rumours of him going to Bayern Munich. The, this is the thing that bugs me is the Hamburg. This is all based on the Hamburg English fans page. Right. But it's like followed by like 100,000 people. The, the the Hamburg English fans page, I, I can only imagine is a very forward thinking group. Yep, very progressive. I mean, the I mean, if you're to pick an English team, oh, I know, I know, uh, Chelsea. Oh no, 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 you're, you're close. You're in the West, right. West Ham, West Ham, Millwall. Millwall is pretty Millwall. much a split. Yeah, it, well, the, really? Mill, the Millwall makes sense because it's like as your lower London, as your blue and white, it, it makes kind of it aligns. That's where they're from. That's where they originate Aye. from. It's guys that live over in Hamburg. Right, that's, that's, that level that's, of violence still in their life, or they've maybe had to leave, because <laughs> yeah, of a banning order. But they are convinced that this is like this. That approach has been made and done. Are Hamburg going to go up? I think they'll sneak up. Uh, is Bates going to get his move to a bigger team? Yes, one hundred percent. This year, how, how many in the summer? Uh, um, what's this uh, promotion thing like in the German? A top two automatically in a playoff. Oh, okay, so, so, so next year he's looking at being in the Bundesliga. Bundesliga. One, one way, great move. Uh, honestly, great move. How forward thinking. I wish more play- honestly wish more players would do it because he could have been sat on a bench in Scotland. D- David Bates on Twitter? Yes. Any of the listeners want to go in there, ask him a personal question like, how's he finding the language? Is he enjoying the sausages? Make him feel at home. Get there and contact <laughs> David Bates because, do you know what? There's not enough. See, when Scotland were doing well as a nation, you had Sunnis at Sampdoria, you had the English players that were playing in the, the, the Scottish players that were playing in the English league. Yep. You, you had Alan McAnally at Bayern Munich. <laughs> Doesn't <he mention? laughs> If we can get more people over to Europe or further afield, um, Eastern Europe, <laughs> then uh, it, it, it is going to benefit. Uh, 100%. Right, so Gary, we're on to this week's picks. Yes. You're joining in, Gary. That's, uh, I've been You're... whittling away the numbers for the last few days, trying to come up with something that's not going to embarrass myself. So these are these are picks heavy, so let's try and rattle through these with a reasoning. Andy has given in his picks, and he's also given us a Word document's worth of <laughs> reasons why. Yeah. Do you know I mean? It's very, it's very rare that you see a Word document get into tre- treble figures in the kilobytes sometimes. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what I mean? Like a song's like 68 kilobytes. Yeah. 104 kilobytes just in text. <laughs> it's been detailed. Um, but he is using his own headed headed notepaper from the desk of Andrew Vaughan. <laughs> My banker this week is Annan at home to Berwick. You're getting two to five. Berwick are the worst team away from home. They are the second worst team in that league. Annan have won four out of five at home. The only draw being against Informed Clyde. You're getting two to five. I think that's very generous. Annan, are pro- Annan just beat second in the league Edinburgh City. Last week at home, Annan yeah. are going to stroll to victory in this the game. The Borders Derby, yeah, <laughs> yes. Only that it takes you about four hours to get from one to the other because there's no main roads between them. <laughs> Gary, you must have seen some absolute shit, shit roads in this country. Oh yes, every seaside town road going. Oh. 
Gary, your, your pick, uh, you, you've gone the same league. Yes, I have. Uh, so my banker is Edinburgh City away at Cowdenbeath. Um, you know, we, we spoke in a few podcasts ago about how Edinburgh City are doing well. Um, Did you not describe, was that what you said, seen the striker doing the training? Yeah. Blair Henderson. You said he was the best finisher you'd ever seen. I've not, like, I even include that in watching, like, uh, see teams warm up at like Ibrox or anywhere I, I'm watching football I include it in that I've right. never seen anyone hit the target so many times just um, loves the noise of a rustling onion bag that's it <laughs> so as well as the fact that I hate Cowden Beef uh, also the last six meetings uh, between those two teams Edinburgh City have won four uh, and they've drawn the other two and the last two matches they've played have been 2-0 to Edinburgh City uh, so I think that's a, a a sure thing if there was one yep and to add to that as well Cowden Beef have actually won only two games at home this season and that was against the bottom two Berwick and Albion Rovers who we have agreed before are possibly two of the worst teams ever to kick a football um, Andy's banker is Wolfsburg at home to Hanover it's 1-3 right I'll read out Andy's reasoning it's a bet against Hanover Hanover have lost five in a row away from home they haven't won in any of the last 13 away games and have only picked up four points in the road this season. Wolfsburg are okay, solid mid-table side, but it's more of a bet against Hanover. My only issue is four of the last five meetings have been draws and I don't care if that's different managers, I've got a serious issue with form against each other. Right, I, I just to go back to 1998. I, I don't care if they haven't played I, for 20 years. If it was a draw, I go, well, that's going to be a draw again. I, it wasn't even all-seater stadia. <laughs> <laughs> So Andy's taking Wolfsburg um, It makes sense But I just don't like the draw I don't like the draw that It's been so many draws Against each other I feel uncomfortable about it It's getting to the, it's getting to the money Time of season though uh, My value pick Is Newcastle Jets Versus Western Sydney Wanderers You love an Australian game This game I'm taking over 2.5 goals Yes So I'm betting the yes. goals You're getting even, Entertainment You're getting even money for this It'll be live in BT Sport free on Saturday morning at 9.50. And if you want some... I mean, this is like... If you're into football stats, this gets you hard. Right. Because it, it's the exact point. Goals scored and against, so average in a game. 23 games into the league season. Newcastle Jets, game average, 2.55 goals a game. So that's getting you over 2... <clears throat> I understand there's no such thing as 2.5 goals, right? But you are getting over the average. It's and, three. They mean three. And Western <laughs> Sydney Wanderers... Average in a game, 3.75. Oh, get it in. This is, this, is, this is a 7th and 8th on the table. They have nothing to play for. They are both so ahead of Brisbane Roar and Central Coast Mariners that they're not even in a relegation fight. They will not get near the playoffs for the Australian um, Europe, uh, European place. It's just going to be a goal fest. I, I cannot speak highly. There's, Newcastle Jets will probably win. But it's going. To, you're going to have. But, but, but that's bet you don't care. Just no, I don't care. Get, get, get. I really fancy both teams to get at least two goals as well. I think it'll be an absolute. I could be an amazing game. The Australian league is honestly the most enjoyable because I can wake up in the morning and watch it in my bed. Right. Like I've got to the point where I don't even watch match of the day repeat on Sunday morning now. Yeah, I just watch the Australian league game because right, I'm like, this is where goals are. I, watch this I, anytime. I, I. Gary, your value? Uh, my value bet, I've gone to the, the Bundesliga. Uh, I've taken Eintracht Frankfurt away at Schalke. Um, Sch uh, Frankfurt are unbeaten in the last 14. Uh, and Schalke have only won once since January. And that was against uh, Hanover. Uh, so I feel like... Sch I don't know. I mean, 
we've not really spoken about Schalke much, I don't think, on the podcast, but I always thought they were an all right to middling team, but they seem to have been going through a rough patch. This is an absolute belter of a pick. So you're getting 75 for this, right? But see, looking at this more, Frankfurt have won four away from home in the spin, right? And the only team that have beat them in the last 15 games are Bayern Munich, who are top of the league now. Yeah. But Schalke, so I'll give you a bit of background, Schalke are in absolute turmoil. The okay. players don't want to play for the manager, but they can't get rid of the manager because they know there's no replacement. I've been in that team before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Schalke have actually already basically stated that they're looking for a new manager but won't get rid of this manager to the end of the season. So there's not, they're not in a position where they're going to get relegated. They previously played Man City and got a record knockout score in the Champions League. Yeah. There is nothing there. The guy's dealing with youth players because the senior pros are not reacting to him. Schalke like, have... Again... Yeah, the Derek McInnes effect. <laughs> Schalke have a lot of um, a lot of money. So when the World Cup got given to Germany in two thousand six, they were remember they were the the final and the host. Yeah, they were the first sta- first stadium opening and the final yep. as well. They're actually owned in part by Gazprom. Who were <laughs> oh, see when they show that advert on the telly, I just love Gazprom's. <laughs> see in between the, you know half time in the game and you're watching it and it's that animated one. I'm going. I could be a go some gas problems. So, so they've got a lot of similar a lot of similar money as Zenit, right? So a, a wee bit of talk on Twitter about AVB. Aye, going right, to going, going to, to Schalke. Schalke, and as I think Germany is one of the places he spoke highly of before. Right. But he needs he wants to go somewhere they're willing to spend money, right? And it, Schalke have it; they just don't have. They're not confident in the manager. Bear in mind, Schalke have like bred Ozil, Neuer. Aye, they've, they've got good, good pedigree. Yeah. Leroy Sani, who's now at Man City. They're breeding good players, but they need something. They're not that's holding going to on to them just... because they don't want to play for the manager. Aye, aye, pretty much. Um, so I, I honestly think this is an absolute belter. Seventy-five is amazing. Great odds. pick, Gary. Thanks very much. I hate betting away from home, but the more I look at this one, the more I'm going. I'm going. So, so that's seventy-five. Frankfurt away to Schalke in the German Bundesliga. Uh, Andy's value is Birmingham v Leeds. He's taking Leeds away at eleven to ten. Great comeback for them at the weekend. Who? Leeds versus Millwall at Leeds. Uh, well, they. Oh my God, they were you, one. Of, they were one of my bets. Oh, uh, just Bielsa, but, Bielsa is just a fucking animal. Going, you can tell those players are not going to go in there after ninety four minutes and go. Sorry, we get fucked two 0 uh, I was I was watching it coming in. And I'm going, but, but it's one of those ones. See when you got a feeling you're watching it, going, there's no way they beat Leeds. There's no way Millwall beat us. <laughs> um, but. Do you think do you think Bielsa's going to stay in that stay with that team? If they get promoted, they'll stay all the way to the Premiership. Aye, all the I, way. Because I think he knows. See the way that they actually play football. It Aye. probably suits the Premier. It's like the the Bournemouth and Wolves effect. Right. It probably suits a better caliber. That was the who who was it was talking about recently? I think it was a uh, Nico Cranker was talking about coming up to play for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I know it was like six years after he played in the Premier League, but he said the thing that he struggled with was how fast the Scottish football is. And I don't think folk folk sometimes laugh because you talk about the pace. Doesn't he mean it's particularly amazing? Aye. But players are in your face Constantly. all the time. Yeah. And if you watch Premiership football, teams do tend to step back and, time. and go, go off go the ball, we're going to retreat into our half. Is it because they're a, they're a better standard of player, so therefore you need to stand off them to give yourself a bit more time to defend against it? No, I think it's a more vain league that if you jump in, you're <laughs> going to get skinned. And then you're just going to be. You look more foolish, probably. They're they're going to make a gif. (laughs) Going to make a gif of your rash decision making. 
the Premiership only gets so much money because foreign internationalists are too scared of becoming a gift. <laughs> so um, Andy's reason is Birmingham have lost the last five matches in a row and sit rock bottom of the five-game form table. Leeds have won four of the last five. Leeds are second. Birmingham are 18th. It's it's a pretty good pick. That's a good. Everything's going for it. Yeah, it makes sense. The only thing again that bugs me is uh, Birmingham beat Leeds at Island Road earlier in the season in the league. Well, let's think forward. So. Andy's taking leads. I'm more hesitant than Andy on this okay. one. But I says that these are Andy's picks and he's the one informed and I'm not. Yep. I'm just imagine picking, I did better than Andy. That'd be I, embarrassing. I'm just taking Oh no, imagine you all did really well. Imagine, we all got all the bit, I, I'd imagine everybody did really well and got lots of money. Fucking hell. And I won like a grand and I'm only a grand down. I'm so <laughs> negative. <laughs> Positive vibes, man. So my outsider, now this is on the, the pretense that I have seen into the future. Right. right, so Juventus are playing AC Milan at home. AC Milan are four to one to win away to Juventus, but Juventus do have an Ajax double header coming up, and like I said, they've got a seventeen point gap at the top of the league. Ah. I can only assume Juventus, like they did on Saturday, will start to rest players. Ronaldo's just coming back from injury. I think Juventus will bin a lot of players for this game. The Ajax game is on the Tuesday after the Saturday. AC Milan up until the last three weeks have actually been in pretty good form, but they've kind of slipped a bit. There is a game just now, I think, at Hope McCalgary, so it just depends how that goes. But at 41, I really think you, if you look at Juventus's lineup before the game, before deciding what bet you put, because it is a 7.45 kickoff, you do have time not to put it as part of your accumulator right. just now. Have a look and see if you recognise any of their players, because I didn't know I didn't know five of them on is Saturday. It, is it like sensible soccer? Aye. It's five <laughs> players' names, but three vowels are different. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, that's the only reason that I fancy AC Milan I just is, think is uh, Christopher Robaldo going to be fit for it he'll be fit for the Ajax game but I don't think he'll play between them ok he went off injured for Portugal and he's not been appeared since uh, my outsider uh, will ruffle your feathers John I've taken a draw you've not only taken a I've draw I've taken a score draw yeah uh, so I think the Hearts and Hibs dead in Bradarby um Five of the last six Hibs games have been both teams have scored right. apart the only one that wasn't was the game <laughs> against Celtic uh, and Hearts are coming off the back of a good win against Aberdeen, so there shouldn't be much between them. Uh, so I think score draw. Uh, hearts at home, B hips. I, I can't, I can't see either way. There's been a lot of draws in these games, but they tend to be nil nil. I fancy. I think, I think Hearts have found the better form that they had at the beginning of the season. Um, who's the big striker? Ikpiatsu. Yes, he's, he's back for that. Although he's missing the the game against Rangers tomorrow night. It's it's, uh, it's quite funny. So when I was doing my my B license tutorial days, right last weekend, have you been doing that? You've never mentioned it. No, never, never. Um, and then um, it was done at the Orium, right? But because it's during the season where the the introduction wasn't, it was on the off season. Mm-hmm. So the Oriums were hearts train, right? Okay, that boy is fucking huge. Is it some pair of shooters? Like, like I mean it. <laughs> it looks like a proper noise up merchant. Like, see, even when the ball's not, see when the ball's out wide, Aye. you know he's noising up a centre half. Yeah. You, and if he's got any sense, he'll have picked up some really, really poor language, Scottish <laughs> language, and he will be noising up centre halves <laughs> left, right, and centre. I, I fancy hearts for this one. Although, I see where you, where you went with that, Gary. You know, yeah. the stats back it up. But when is that game getting played? I always feel it's that. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Ooh. Saturday morning. See, the Friday night. The Friday night games, I think, always used to look a wee bit wilder. Yeah. You see under the floodlights and people have had a couple of pints before they went in. The Saturday morning, I think it's a draw. Uh, I think it's a hearts win. You went for a draw, it could go anyway. 
Andy, but, I don't, but I don't fancy Hibs to win. Don't think Hibs no. have got it. Uh, Andy's taking Inverness away to Ayr. Um, you're getting thirteen to five. Inverness have won the last three visits to Ayr, so Andy's Andy's chucked that in because right. he knows how much I like the form against each other. Right. But this is one that actually separates over many a year because Inverness haven't been in the league is with Ayr that often. Mm. There's but, plenty of water between the last results. Yes. Um, but Ayr have kind of been a wee bit in free fall since the they get knocked out by Ock and Licky Talbot in the right. cup. They've just been just not the same side that they were earlier on in the season. They, they were on a good run of form for you guys. Like When you started off doing the podcast at the beginning of the year, Andy was taking air, air, air every week yep. and it was it was producing results. But at that standard, you're, you're struggling to keep it going. Do you know what I mean? It's a fucking long season, especially with a cup run. Yeah, and on Andy's notes, he said the air have only won one in the last seven home games. So, oh really? They're, they're both on. The, that's what I'm saying. The, the form has been absolutely rotten. Um, if you if you looked at your season as a as a graph, you're coming down the other end of the yeah, bell right now. Vexing hard. Aye. And uh, Inverness lead the away league table, so they are the form team all season away I, from home. I draw at Falkirk the weekend there, wasn't it? Aye, that's right. No that's goals. Right. Um, so that's the, the picks and we'll move on to charity bit again if you've skipped to this point I'm going to reiterate how nice we are Hi, a positive thing we are not a, we are not talk sport we are not Gillette Soccer Saturday we don't get a bookies coming to us and offering us a £10 free bet uh, it's £10 of our own money that we put in to a bet of our choosing put it together any winnings go to the charity we did say if we'd never won a coupon all season we would still donate 360 Aye. quid to charity but we've donated I think we're up to about 580 Aye. that we've given to the, the fundraising uh, we have mentioned it on the podcast before we have tweeted it out so if you see it and you still want to donate you're more than welcome to how, how much do you think you've donated since the beginning of the year there? I think it's 568 and so I'm, you got to the 388 anyway didn't I, you? and we've also sponsored uh, he's doing a football fundraiser and we've also sponsored it for that so mm-hmm. we have a flag on that that we'll be getting um, but it's just a really good cause the the guy Paul's invited us to go and see the the hospital ward that we kind of all our money kind of goes to. Oh man, so I there cannot is believe a John Walker hospital ward. I cannot uh, trampled bat, trampled bet. <laughs> Imagine that. Fuck it. Oh, we've got some celebrities coming in today. <laughs> you so, trip up. So I know people have probably seen it as the same charity we're given to, but it's um, it, it's a bit of bounce back. It's good. You can tell that it's genuinely appreciated. Every penny you put forward. So if you see us tweeting it, and you fancy putting a five or tenner on you go. But supporting this, and we'll put. More money in the more we win. Right, go. Who you got? I'm taking Barcelona at home to Atletico Madrid. Uh, four to five. This game is quite often a draw, but Barcelona can all but clinch the league because Atletico Madrid are the nearest contenders. Right, aye. There's more more weight. And Barcelona summer. have to be looking towards the end of the season where realistically they should have a Champions League final to look forward to, yeah. providing everything else goes well. Um, yeah, I just really fancy it. Atletico Madrid are such a dirty team. Their best bet is just to stop this game dead. Um, we we'll talk about that later in the special part. Just, just fancy Barcelona. They've been really good form recently. Um, Athletic Red have not actually won there since two thousand six. Yeah, I mean, you forty five. That's a, that's a strong. I think so too. Um, my other pick was Bolton versus Ipswich. Bolton have recently just been taken over. Players refusing to train just now until their wages are really? paid. They've not been paid for three weeks. Um, the, the players went on strike yesterday. 
Supporter of I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but he's a good trample pet supporter. Tony Coffey yes. is uh, a big Bolton fan. Right. I see him tweeting quite a lot, and the tone of the tweets are anger. The, the owners have run it, but this this for me is I, I you'd never know the ins and outs, but I feel like um, a lot of cases I've seen recently with Rangers, Hearts, Dundee United. Um, Bolton, Blackpool. I've been. I went down to Blackpool, Arsenal, in the FA Cup, and seen a lot yeah. of their fans giving you out flyers saying, "Do not buy a program. Don't do buy not buy pie. food. Do buy. not spend a fucking penny until those owners are out here." The current kind of, regime. And you were kind of going, "Fair enough, guys. Use this is your club. I'll take. I'll take your lead." I think the FA and, that's and why, the government. That's why John Walker always takes sandwiches with him. Yeah. <laughs> when you get with him, I'm like, "Look around." Um, I think the FA and the, f- the football organisations need to do more about actually looking into what people are doing with the money in clubs because well, it seems too easy for folk to dwindle cash out of fans and not do anything with it. The, there was a development on this this afternoon, maybe you don't know about yet. I don't think I do. Uh, the game's going to be played behind closed doors because the um, security officer won't give the stadium a safety certificate because they've not been fans doing upgrades. Uh, they've not been keeping the, oh, the stadium no, up to date. Oh. Is uh, it, you're going to find that this owner's the same guy that owns <clears> fucking... P- Valerie Patisserie and su- <laughs> 16 sunbed shops in Leith <laughs> so so when they're struggling for money as it is they're now going to oh. so they're playing at home to Ipswich behind closed doors as it oh Ipswich are so in- unless it gets bad moved. unless it gets moved so I am <laughs> taking the draw at 11 to 5 because <laughs> Ipswich Ipswich have drawn the last three games away from home one each and to be fair there's been no cunt there <laughs> It's not going to make, make a jot of difference. Um, Andy's picks is Zrika versus Vehen away. So, Obviously. So Vehen away. Um, they are in the German, let me, Andy, let's get this right, German third division. The director visa. Um, they are one of the best performers away from home. 29 points for 15 away games. They are second and f- fifth in the form table. I think this looks like a good pick and I always trust Andy when it's German football. Okay. Even money for that one. The German master. He is also. I knew he would dip into Japan. I knew this. He just loves the Axis powers, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Where does Denmark come in, though? Um, do you know what? I think they were occupied for a lot of while. Well, so. Norway definitely. But um, <laughs> <laughs> did he really spend some time in Norway recently? I, he did. Aye. And he loves Denmark. He's, he's fucking mad about the Axis powers. <laughs> he's taking uh, the Japanese league on Saturday morning at 6 o'clock. Uh, Hiroshima to beat Gamba Osaka. You're getting, uh, I think I found it, but it seems to be up and down in the odds. I think you're getting four to five for Hiroshima to win, but a lot of the bookies aren't putting the odds up yet. Right, okay. So would, this would is you a, say there's a better time to put that one then? I would wait. You wait to Friday and they're wait all up. Wait to Friday. Okay. And they're all up. Um, and this will be out by then. Yeah. So the only other piece to add is my special bet Andy doesn't have one this week so the special bet is a new feature basically sponsored by Ralph right, of okay. Trample Bat fame he said you need something different oh Ralph's going to love my section here the, the, picks, the, picks are, the picks are excellent but you need something different so previously we've had Mitrovic to be booked against okay. Manu okay. Uh, I took Crystal Palace to have a penalty against Brighton which they did um, so this week what I'm doing is the odds aren't up yet but I reckon I've pretty got this nailed on is the Barcelona game now, this game on average in the last 10 games has had six bookings. Right. And three of the players that I'm selecting have been booked in at least two of the last 10. Okay. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's definitely, considering Barcelona and Atletico Madrid have had pretty... It's going to be tackling. They've had pretty consistent squads as well. 
like you've always still had Busquets, Piquet, Messi, Suarez, um, and on their side you've had Godin, Koke, uh, uh, Luis, uh, Philip Luis. It was with Chelsea before. Right. There's a lot of consistent players that have there's, there's in, history and uh, all these bookings. So yeah, I've already uh, tweeted Skybet. They replied and said you need to check Friday morning. So I'm going to get back on them. So we want Barcelona to win, which you're already getting a bit even money at. Luis Suarez to score, which you're getting six to four odds. And then I want four players to get booked. Now I want Luis Suarez, Diego Godin, Diego Costa, and Sergio Busquets. I reckon that's got to be at least 66 to 1. But we will tweet it out when we get it. But that's what you're looking for, is those four players. Luis Suarez, Diego Godin, Diego Costa, Sergio Busquets, all to get booked. Suarez score, Barcelona win. Suarez has scored in four of the last six against Lech Madrid. He's also been booked in three of those matches. And okay. it would just be like Suarez for you to be waiting on him to get booked to score pressure, a winner. Pressure, pressure, pressure. To score a winner yeah. and run off into the crowd and take his yellow card. Aye. And we all win. Aye. But that, that's my one. I, th- I honestly think you might even get 100 to 1 looking at the fact you're picking four bookings for specific players because that's hard. But that's my special. Andy doesn't have one. Now we're going to go over to Cycling Correspondent. Is this do, where do, Ralph's going what? to get properly excited? Do you know what? Um, you said that you were struggling for somebody to come on and I looked and I have... Absolutely no clue. I like see, see. I've I've never had a coop map. Never, never, never ever. Oh. Never. Like I've put on, I put on half a dozen a year, right? Right. And I just take the whole thing too personally. See that chat that gamblers give about a uh, or oh, one team let me down. I want to sit down and write them all a handwritten individual letter about how they've not just let themselves down, they've let me down because <laughs> I've, I've already get the money. Like the fucking backroom staff, kit man, physios, everybody. I want everybody to know that I already had that money spent and I just take it too personally. So I just don't fucking bother. But um, a couple of quid on the cycling races does spice the whole fucking thing up a bit. You have a couple of favourites. This is going through a period just now known as the Spring Classics. Right. Spring Classics are one-day races, often well over 200 kilometres, and you have uh, individual specialists that love just the single days. When people are talking about cycling, they normally think of the Tour de France, which is a three three week race. There's three big three big three week races throughout the year: uh, Tour de France, uh, the Giro d'Italia, and the Vuelta a Spagna. Yeah. Right, so that's just about three big three weeks. If you were speaking to people that weren't watching cycling, they probably know a lot of the Sky guys from previous years, whether it be Bradley Wiggins, Grant Thomas, Chris Froome, a lot of the UK based guys. Um, this week. Uh, there's uh, Eurosport. The Eurosport coverage is excellent. The Eurosport coverage will do pretty much the whole race. But if you want to just catch the highlights, they do a good highlights program that condenses 270k <laughs> into an hour. Right. Okay. Right. I'll give you the highlights. I'll give you the sprints. This Sunday is a race called the Tour of Flanders, uh, Ronde de Flandres. How many peaks are there? There's eighty. It's not really peaks in in Belgium. Um, what it is is this thing called pave cobbles. All oh, right. Okay. So there's eighteen, eighteen sort of different sections, and a lot of them are pave. But the the pave, the cobbles, there's there's an area that goes through a forest, right, where the whole thing goes fucking dark. The local the the local Flanderons Flanderons have been out and digging up the cobbles <laughs> <laughs> and replacing the dirt that's been there for a year with something slightly shakier. So when they go into this tunnel of trees, they fucking do not know what they're going to hit. <laughs> they don't... They, they, uh, Is that a game of Mario Kart? They, there's like 170 guys going to come through this fucking forest. 
and they do not know what their 10 grand bike is going to be riding over. <laughs> what tends to happen with these cobble braces is it's the guys that are a lot bit heavier. <laughs> they tend to do well. So around about the 70, 80k mark, you're going, do you know what? I'm going to keep the bike. If you're, if you're, 60, if you're 62 kilograms and you hit one of these fucking pavement slabs, there's a good chance you're going to come off, break the bike. There's going to be a lot of... Like, I know it's 270 kilometres. See if you've got a puncher on this fucking four or five hour race, your day's finished. Yeah. But you do get people that are just fucking wild for the one day classics. They want to go out there, go full gas, and they are the slightly bigger guys. I would recommend you give it a watch. Uh, it does get a bit addictive, and you do get your favourites. You, you know, you are rooting for certain guys. I'm go- I, I looked at it today. I thought, I'm not going to do the, ga- the, the football gambling. I'll give you something if you want, want to watch it. I'll give you the reasons I've picked the guys. I've done it in the same outsider value and banker. The fucking odds are odds are pretty big in cycling because there's 170, so much can happen. There's 175 of them, and you're just in the hands of the god. And plus, you don't know if you're getting the good asthma medicine the week before. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the guys that I've got. Uh, it's the outsider bet. What I would recommend you do is see if you put a couple of pound on these each way. Um, for an each way bet, you'll get um, as long as they get in the podium, you'll get a payout. But the the odds are big enough that you can take a couple, and even if one guy falls out, you know that you've still got a couple of horses yeah. in the race. Um, what have we got outsider? I've went for John Deckenkop, who's thirty year old and rides for Trek Segafredo. He's fifty to one. Right. Okay. Right. Now Deckenkop has been going really, really well, and looks as if he's been hitting a bit of form. He has won. Uh, he had a cracking year in 2015 and he won two of these bigger races um, that they call the Monuments, the single days. They've been there for 100 years. His strongest year was 2015 when he won Milan San Remo and he won another one with uh, that is cobble heavy called Paris Roubaix. To win Paris Roubaix, you need to have a bit of grit about you. To win Milan San Remo, you need to have a bit uh, Milan San Remo is the fucking longest. Do you know what I mean? You, I wouldn't do it in a motor. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's won stages at all the Grand Tours. He knows what it is to go over the line. What he's, why he's 50 to 1 is uh, just a team. He's surrounded by another five or six guys that are maybe just filling a, filling a space. Right, okay. I would stick a couple of quid on John Deacon Cobb to podium just because he's had a bit of form. Uh, the value bet at 14 to 1 is the bold Bobby Youngles, <laughs> Luxembourg's poster boy. Uh, he is a rider for a team called Deacon. The Cognac Quick Step, right? Right, okay. Uh, and Quick Step are just, they're just one day specialists. They have such talent and depth that see every every half a dozen riders that they put in, these one day classics, see three guys drop out. The next three guys that they put in are really, really high quality and they have been over these courses so many times. What's the, what is the, the difference in teams having these specialists? Is it more about they could get away with less diet and nutrition if you're just having to bulk up for one race? Well, the, the, the reason I'm going for the, the reason I'm going for Bobby Youngles here is um, he, he's on a bit of form. Um, he won Liège, Baston Liège last year. That's where they start in Liège. They go to Baston and then they come back to Liège. Fucking explains itself, doesn't it? Um, he won a big race uh, sort of at the beginning of the season called Kern Brussels Kern. So the guy loves a loop. <laughs> <laughs> he's 14 to 1 see at the Kern Brussels Kern Quick Step used a tactic where see when Bob Youngles goes out see when he's sort of 10k out he will leave the group early and he will leave the peloton there and he'll, he'll make a dash for it if you are riding in the peloton 
you will go faster and expend less energy. See, if you're sitting in the middle of the group, as soon as that builds up, builds up a bit of speed, you're losing th- using 30 or 40, fucking 50, something. Do you know what I mean? See, if you're in the right position, the guy at the front of that group is doing all the work. And yeah. if you're sitting in the middle, so what they do is they protect sprinters in the middle of the group so that when you get to the last 500 metres, the, the, the sprinter's not done as much work as everybody else that he's racing yeah. against. So it's like a protection, protect him up to the front. So what happened when Jungles went ahead at Kern Brussels Kern, uh, a tactic that Quickstep have used really successfully this year, is see as soon as Jungles goes, or their lead rider goes with single-figure case to go, 7, 8, 10k, see as soon as he goes, they put their guys up the front and they just slow the peloton right down. They get to the front and they just take the brakes right off it and let him sort of build on his lead because he's using up the energy so they protect him. Right, okay, okay. So they have used this a couple of times. The other time that they used it was for my... He's also something called a Ruer, which is an all-rounder. He can sprint, he can climb, he can he can sit at the front of the peloton, he knows when to drop out, he knows when to protect other guys, he knows when to go ahead. And at only 26 years old, he's got some... Uh, he's got Same some, age as you? He's got, aye, aye. He, uh, He's got some experience right under his belt, a big one's he knows, but it's all going to come for the, the other guy I've got uh, is Quick Step as well, the Cognac Quick Step as well, a guy called Zedrek Stiber, who's a little bit older. Um, the reason I'm going for him is, is he's, he, he's sitting at 13 to 2, right? I'll go through some of the other guys that's sitting at that, some of this, some, some of this stage. He won a big one, um, the first race of the year called Omlop Head Newsblad. Better believe it. Um, same ta- same tactic again. He went and the rest of the team protected him. Right, okay. Now, whoever, if Quickstep are going to go for this at the weekend, it's all about who they pick and who's going to protect. But they have the strength and depth to do it. So I'll give you some I'll go for outsider John Deckenkolb at 50s, uh, Bob Youngles at 14 to 1. Um, and again, another Quickstep rider, Stiber. He's Quickstep 13 to 2 as well. S- the, both of them have experience of right. winning this year. The team is bang on form, and the director of sportif, uh, the head of the group, is a guy called Patrick Ferv. He's a wily old fox. I think they're going to have a cracking year. Um, if you want to put a pound or two on people, you know, just to keep an interest in it, um, Peter Sagan's the favourite. I don't think he's quite there. I don't think it, I think his form will not come until the last week of April. I think he's building towards Liège, Bastogne Liège. He done a training camp and a couple of races in South America. He lost five kilograms through a through a stomach bug. He just doesn't look at the races. And Wout Van Aert at thirteen to two is a really really good outsider bet. Um, he was beginning to cycle across. He's used to get up to these big. There's a lot of hills with cobbles on them. It's it's a fucking wild course. Um, Oliver Nassen at fifteen to two, and then Matteo Trenton at twenty two to one. He's a sprinter. You'll need a lot of protection, a lot of help to get there. But if you're sticking a quid on it, it keeps you interested. Um, the other one, I'm probably not going to get asked back to do this. Um, so for the Giro coming up in May, um, I would stick a bit of value money on a guy that races for Sky, a Colombian called Egan Bernal, who is going to be absolutely huge, right? Um, he's done a lot of the protecting for Geraint Thomas, Chris Froome. He's been the guy that's got them up mountains and then peeled off and let them take the glory. But this is the year that Bernal's going to get a shot at winning a couple of races, and we think that's going to be the Giro. You're getting Egan Bernal at four to one to win the three week race just now. Uh, the races in May, as it comes in, they are the, the odds will come down. 
My favourite, a guy called Tom Dumoulin, uh, a Dutchman. He's 64 for the same race. So there's absolutely no value in betting Tommy Dumoulin. Right, okay. Tommy win mills now. If you take Egan Bernal on an each-way bet just now, it'll make the, the Giro interesting. Um, so even if even if you watch the, the highlights, there's value to be had in some of those guys. When is the When does it start? Uh, Sunday. Uh, I think I think the Eurosport coverage starts about nine o'clock, and then it's on it's on for the duration. But you will catch the Eurosport highlights about seven o'clock, and it's a good package. I always find watching the cycling really relaxing, just to watch the world go by. Well, just to even just to, to have on the background and watch the scenery. See, see this, see this race, see this, the, the, this classic season. The Belgians are absolutely crazy for it. They have local uh, sort of heroes. What happens is a lot of the pubs will spot uh, pubs or restaurants or cafes will sponsor individual riders. Um, you know to make sure that they get a new bike or they need the equipment. So they are out in the streets. They're passionate. See if it starts raining and these cobbles go slightly. Yeah, that I've, sounds like chaos. It, mate, it is not the place to be a collarbone. This is this, <laughs> this is murder, murder, murder ball on the cobbles. Um, do you know what? Back a couple of them, sit back and watch the highlights. Um, I, I hope you take money off the bookies here. It's now giving me an interest in cycling because I feel like I now can't not back one of them. Because <laughs> if you if you come back at me on Sunday night and go, did you back the fifty to one? And I'll go, no. Do, do you know what? I've, I've I've give you a lot. I see some of the bigger races. I'll let you bet on a top ten placing. Oh, like, really? Like see some of the right. see some of the see some of the the guy Peter Sagan has won so much and is so consistent. See if you go to some of the the sort of I don't know even know how to put it, some of the greater betting sites. There was one of them today for the, for the race um, called Paris Roubaix. Offering Peter Sagan odds of six to four, right or evens, right to win a race, fucking two hundred kilometers. Then it was thirteen to four MDLs. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so you saying that so, there's so, a possibility so, of something like that appearing as well? Go and have a fish about the other sites. They'll go and see if they have Aye. an obvious, an obvious favorite. Favorite. Um, I've I've taken all those odds off a of bet three six five just because cool. it's easy. But there are specific sites that will give you something a wee bit different. Right, okay. What we'll probably do is we'll snip that as well and then give that as a separate part as well, if we can, so that there's people, so we can try and get cycling enthusiasts involved as well. Oh, and listen, my knowledge is very, very limited, but it does get compulsive and but you do get your favourites. You're at the stage with cycling, I feel like I was in 2006 with the NFL. Right. Where I was just starting to get into it and I was really enjoying everything about it. Aye. And was like, even to the point where I enjoyed the draft. Oh. See now, see, now I literally can't think of anything worse. See, see that that forty-one for Egan Bernal. Yeah. Um, no, I'm no big into Team Sky, but I think they're going to do better on the the big tours this year. There's too much. They're getting a new owner. Their new owner is an absolute behemoth in the petrochemical <laughs> world. So they've went for advertising, stopped putting plastic in the ocean to hey, fracking's okay. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Uh, but I think they are going to dominate the Giro and the Tour this year. Cool. We'll tweet that out as well. So Andy just wanted me to mention one more thing. Uh, for the face group, uh, Facebook group, people keep doing what you're doing. Um, if you see any picks that we've not mentioned, please let us know. Don't wait till two minutes before the game. We're, we are enjoying that people have been ballsy enough to actually put stuff out there because that's normally the, the bit that calls out. Andy will be posting in the Facebook group and on Twitter his picks for the Grand National. Which oh, is on Saturday. Which is like like cycling before bikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy will post that. 
As usual, you can get me at Trample Bet and at John Walker underscore nineteen eighty six. You can get Gary at it's Gary Black. Yep, well done. And you can get the cycling correspondent Chris Conroy at Defo Chris Conroy. And you can get Andy at ASVS Sports. Um, thank you very much. Have a good weekend. See you later. Bye. Podcast Network.